Welcome to the Convergence Conversations podcast. Join us as we discuss topics that impact you and the body of Christ through candid, open conversation. Let's encounter Jesus together. Let's just do a quick introduction. So my name is Andrew Fish, and I'm the associate pastor here at Convergence Church, and I've been here my whole life. Um, I was grew up in this church, and I'm really thankful for it, and I'm just excited to be here on Convergence Conversations. Uh, I am Seth Church. I also grew up in this church my whole life. Um, I am the House of Prayer director here, um, and I'm super excited to be here. This is going to be fun. Yeah, hi, I'm Justin. Justin Collins. Uh, my wife Paige and I are the worship pastors at Convergence Church. Uh, we've been here a long time, long time, long time. Uh, we've been on staff at Convergence for about three years now. We're excited, excited to be here today, and uh, yeah, see, see what uh, we can unpack. And I'm Wesley. I did not grow up at Convergence my whole life. But I have been here for several years, and I am the youth pastor here, and I'm honored to be here on our Convergence Conversations and talk about what the Lord's doing here and what it means to encounter Jesus and transform cities with His power and love. Yes. Yeah. I love it. So, Wesley, why don't you, why don't you tell, tell us what, what, what are we going to be discussing today? Exactly what's, that. <laughs> what's the question, though? Our question, I would say a good kickoff question is... Why that mission statement? Why does that matter? Why does it matter to encounter Jesus? If that's the beginning of it. Which, don't look at us, Andrew, because you practically wrote that thing yourself. So you're going to be the first one to answer that. There you go. <laughs> what and, is encountering and, Jesus? Andrew's here's here's a good notes. question. What does encountering Jesus mean? Mm. Mm. Well, it's, I mean, the word, in, so the word encounter sometimes can be a very Christianese word. It yeah. can kind of be a word that we throw out. And um, I preached on this last year because it was one of those things where we use words, presence, encounter, and sometimes we don't know what, like, do we really know what that means? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because encountering Jesus sounds great as a slogan, but we have to like, we have to know what that means. And mm. at the end of the day, um, like the presence of Jesus is Jesus himself. Right. It's it's Jesus himself. It's mm-hmm. the fact that Jesus is here. It's it's him. It's not some weird ethereal thing. Like mm-hmm. it's him. It's not thinking about him. It's not remembering it, yes, him. It's him. It is him. Mm-hmm. It is him. It's yeah, Moses good. in Exodus 33 when it says that he passed before him. Like it's him. Ooh. Like the presence of God is God. Yeah. Wow. And I think yeah. that that's super important. And one thing that we don't want to do, and just just to talk about this a minute, is you know this isn't just a catchy slogan because mm. you know you can throw out one of the things that I I want to really guard against is it can be easy to throw out a really like a good like I feel like in some ways presence driven or encountering Jesus in some ways has become and can become a good marketing slogan. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're in, you know we're all about being presence driven. It's kind of a like if it turns into more of a marketing slogan than it does the weight of what that actually looks like. Because mm-hmm. we really have to keep that the main thing. So, what does it mean to encounter mm. Jesus? It means to meet directly with Jesus. 
Yeah. It means good. that when you walk into convergence on a Sunday morning, when you come to a micro church gathering, when you're at youth group on Wednesday nights, everything that we do here at convergence starts with one thing. Mm. You're going to come here and our desire is that you meet face to face with Jesus. Come on. That you literally, like you cannot walk in to our, to our gathering on a Sunday morning and not walk away saying, man, I have seen the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like encountering Jesus is the first and foremost, it's the most important thing. And it's not this thing where it's like encounter and it's this real big, like, right. you know, this movie thing or, you know, whatever, where we've made this, this word kind of like the reality is, is I desire for every person that comes to Convergence Church to meet Jesus. Like you are, you're walking straight into Jesus. Like mm-hmm. you are, you, you, you get him in our worship. You, you meet him in our teaching. You meet him in our greeting. You meet him in our connecting. You meet him in our pastoral staff. You meet him in every volunteer, every activity, everything that we do. So when we say this is the mission statement, it's not just a catchy thing. It's the reality of what we're after. Mm. We are after bringing people into a into a deeper place of meeting with him. Mm-hmm. We want to we want them to see Jesus. We want them to meet with Jesus. We want them to experience the fullness of who Jesus is. Wow. Yeah. I think it's I think it's really cool that the mission statement is is not to have encounters, but to encounter. And I think that's a huge distinction because it, it's easy to go through our life and to have encounters and just go from encounter to encounter to encounter mm. um, and be like, yeah, I en- encountered him uh, you know, on Sunday and then next Sunday I hope to encounter him again. It's like, no, it, it's to encounter him continually and to to just be in his presence constantly and not have this, oh, I had this, I encountered him really big this last Sunday and it was amazing. Right. And now I can't wait for next Sunday. You know, Mm. it's like, it's not, we're not, it's not we're offering just an experience. It's like, no, we're, we're just handing you Jesus. Right. And here, behold him. Mm. And I think that's what it, that, that's what the encounter means is our part here at Convergence is to, to lift up Christ and be like, just behold him, you know, encounter him. Good, Seth. Are we just going around the table? <laughs> We're going in I order. Don't know. We're going in order. I looked at you to talk and you looked at me. I was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I agree with kind of your first premise, which is that encounter has become such a I don't know. I don't know more than anything, but it's definitely become a bit of a Christianese thing where we're like, yeah, we're gonna encounter Jesus. And because really at the core, and now I'm kind of talking about the difference between our church and other churches, and that really wasn't my intention, but but like at our core, everybody knows that like, you know, Jesus is the answer, Jesus is the reason. It's just, mm. are we willing to really go there with him? Right. Are we willing to really go in and lay down all our preferences and lay down all our agendas and do it? And, you know, a lot of churches, you know, look different in that regard, and it's not because certain bodies are like, oh, no, we're going to hold on to our agenda. It just is like the Lord, you know, moves that way there, and the other th- things tend to go according to plan. Convergence is a little different. Mm. <laughs> things tend to not go according to plan, unless your plan is to do what Jesus wants to do, and then they always go according to plan. 
Um, but yeah, I'm really, I'm really, honestly, just really. I don't have a lot more to add to that, but just that I'm really honored to be in a house that honors the Lord. Yeah, I'm really honored to be a part of a staff, a part of a, a, a community of believers who are number. Literally, it's the very first thing. Uh, convergence exists to encounter Jesus, right? Like that, that is the very first thing. If the city was more important than Jesus, we would have put that first, Mm -hmm. but Jesus is more important. Right. And like, that is, that is the crux of our mission statement. It's who we are. And that really, I think, you know, is the best way to describe convergence, not only in this season, but forever. Mm. I think as long as it's existed is it has always been a place to encounter Jesus with nothing in the way, you know? Yeah. That's really good. So how does encountering Jesus equate to this city being transformed? Everybody looks to me first. I um, I, I, We're going in order. Yeah, I want to <laughs> say one more thing on the other thing is that, again, encountering Jesus is also the focus because... It says in John twelve thirty two, Jesus says, um, he says, and when I'm lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men to myself. Whoa. And so there's this reality that I think we sometimes like miss even. It's like encountering Jesus is the focus. Why? Because the presence of Jesus, him being there, resting in that place on a people and his presence being manifest there draws people. Like that, that is, it's part of what it's like encountering Jesus is that aspect of like, Jesus is drawing people to him, man. Yeah. And, and, and that's like, that is weighty. That's amazing. Like that is the reality of what we're unto. Like, man, let's just, let's like, let's cultivate a place where Mm -hmm. Jesus is so lifted up. That people are drawn because of him, not because of me, not because of preaching. Right. He's drawn to him. And I think that is like, I'm like getting goosebumps just thinking about that. Yeah. Um, So good. I just feel like Mm -hmm. that's super critical. So then coming, coming into the transforming the city part, um, again, encountering Jesus is the first and foremost thing, because how do you transform a city? (laughs) Well, if you, if you, if you don't have an encounter with Jesus, if, if you're not, if you're not running face to face with Jesus, if Jesus, if, if that, if, if the presence isn't the main thing, then a city's not going to be transformed. Yeah. And so that's the reason why like the, the order is really crucial. Like we're encountering Jesus. And then out of that encounter, we take that and we, and we transform a city. And here's one of the things I want to say about tra- transforming the city. Cause it can sound really, again, let's break it down, make it simple. Transforming a city sounds like, whoa, like, how can I transform a city? How, like, wow. that's huge. That's massive thing. Like, I'm, you know, I work a, you know, I work, a, maybe you work a nine to five or, you know, you got a family, you got a lot of things going on. You're like, how do I transform a city? Well, I mean, it depends on what kind of city you're talking about. If you grew up in Domino, Texas, that was a population of 48 people counting cattle. So they had like a total of 48 living beings in that county. Um, so, I mean, that one wouldn't be quite as hard, but I yeah, just but, yeah, but the point remains the same, <laughs> which is that at, at a very simple Breaking it down really, really, really simply, transforming a city is you 
being Jesus to those around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's you letting Jesus, letting the Holy Spirit lead, guide you, and le- like letting him out. It's, it's letting him come out in everything that you do, in the small things even. Mm-hmm. And so it's like transforming a city. I, I see it as like, that's like one person at a time. That's like one, right. mm-hmm. it's one, it's that, it, it's that encounter where you're yeah. able to, you're able to talk to somebody. I remember the story when I was sitting down at, at breakfast with Lee, Lee Matthewson, who, who's a member here hey, name at, drop. at Convergence. And we were, we had, um, we were just having breakfast and all of a sudden we engaged in this conversation with our waiter and mm. he, he was very, you know, he wasn't. He wasn't a believer, didn't really know what he believed, was kind of rustling. And we just had this opportunity um, to pour into him, to, to prophesy, to give him an encouraging word, to express yeah. Jesus to him. Yeah. And even though he didn't necessarily pray to receive Jesus in that moment, that was transforming the city. Yeah, totally. Even even at a very simple level, like bringing that encounter, I've, I have encountered Jesus, like I, I love that aspect of like bringing that into everything I do in life and that being an aspect of what transforming the city looks like. And so that happens in business. It happens in schools. It happens in, in your job. It happens at work. It happens in a ministry format. It happens when you're in Walmart. It happens when you're pumping gas at the gas station. Like you expressing and being Jesus to those around you is what will ultimately transform a city. Yeah. Well, it's like what um, what you said when we were talking earlier, Wes, is about like people people touch people, you know. Mm. And so, like, I'm all for intercession and prayer, but how do you transform a city? It's probably not by just kind of like lobbing prayers up into the air and saying like, mm. "Hey, go things go happen." You know what I mean? And prayer is important, but what we what we what really transforms a city is people touching people. Mm. And so if we're not out touching people, if not we're if we're not doing things like having conversations with our with like with your waiter, with your lunch with Lee, if we're not um going out and encounter and like if we're not having people to people encounters with people at the grocery store, well then we're not being a conduit for them to have a Jesus encounter either. And right. we're his hands and feet. Yeah. That's good. I think we look to like Acts, which is like the craziest uh, transformation of a region, like where the believ- believers were just set on fire. And it's because in uh, Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And it really is like that. Like we we walk, it's not us, but it's, it's the Holy Spirit in us with power and we go out and transform Fuego. because of him. And you see, like, these guys were just in a room. And then all of a sudden, they're, like, evangelizing people in other languages, you know? They probably would have just, if the Holy Spirit wasn't there, they probably would have just stayed in that room. Right. <laughs> Which, there's nothing wrong in that room. They're worshiping the Lord in that room. But mm-hmm. it's the other thing is we worship the Lord, the Holy Spirit comes upon us, we're filled with power, and what we, we go out... We and, go out. Yes, and we go out. And so I think that's the encounter Jesus, but it's also transform because mm. that's the natural, it's like, it's a natural Christian thing to do well, when the Holy Spirit be. comes It on. should be. Uh-oh. But see, Uh-oh. this is where we, it, it should be. Uh-oh. Uh, it, it should be a main focus. The The thing is, though, is if if you're, you can get a works mentality still in that where mm. you're, you're working to 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 transform a city rather than being 
See, mm. believers, we we've got to get into the being. Like you are being who God has called you to be. You are being light. You have light inside of you. You have power inside of you. You have authority inside you. And and so it's not even as much working. I think it can become work if we're not being. And if we're wow. being, the wow. people around us should be affected. Yeah. And if they're not, that's the fruit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the fruit. It's like, what is the fruit of my encounter with Jesus? What is the fruit of me being that resting place where the Holy Spirit is within me? What is the fruit of that? And I think one of the fruits of that is that the people around me better know that I believe in Jesus. Yeah. Mm. And um, I, man, I'm preaching to myself here. Like, I think mm-hmm. this is one of those messages that it's it's just super key. Like, that's part of what transforming a city is. But transforming a city becomes hard when we lose the simplicity wow. of living a lifestyle of just pursuing Jesus and then letting him out. Wow. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's that was one thing between what you said, Seth, and what you said, Andrew, is um, like it really is, it's simple. And so when, when you come up with this, what does it look like to encounter Jesus and then transform a city? It's a simple transaction. <laughs> it's we pour out, and then he fills us up, and we go pour out. <laughs> like, wow. And it doesn't, it's not that we always have to, it's not that we come fill up on a Sunday, and then we pour out all week, and then come back to get refreshed. Sunday is the opportunity to come together and lift him up. We're constantly yeah. living daily encounters with yeah. the Lord, and living yep. a life of being filled up by the Holy Spirit so that we can constantly pour out. If we're only getting filled up once a week... So what, we come and get filled up once a week at a Sunday service and then go out and what, like, I guess, like, pray for one person? Like, that's real cool. That's not how you transform a city. How you transform a city is every person in a body having daily encounters with Jesus and then pouring out to everyone around them so that you can be a conduit for that person to have an encounter with Jesus. Absolutely. And and making it, again, to where it just simply living for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things too that, that I'll just throw in on again is I, I, think, I think sometimes it can become like, oh, it has to look a certain way too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, um, yeah. And, and so like some of the most powerful times where I have seen the Lord move just in everyday life mm-hmm. have been when I didn't feel anything when I didn't, it wasn't, you know, I wasn't in a church service. I was literally just, I, I literally was praying for somebody and like, didn't, didn't even like, didn't even think about it. Didn't like, it wasn't like this goosebump manifestation, Holy Spirit fire moment. It was just, Hey, can I pray for you? And then what I found out afterwards is that the Lord completely healed that person. And it was one of those moments for me where I was like, I wasn't feeling it. Like I wasn't feeling the fire of the Holy Spirit. I was simply just making it super simple. This person mm-hmm. needs prayer. Can I pray for them? You know, and, and I think we just have to make it, we just have to make it simple. Just break it down to the simplicity of living for Jesus and expressing the, the gospel, the Holy Spirit that's, that's within us. And, and allowing that to to come out in everyday life, mm-hmm. um, it's more than Sunday mornings. It's 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 every day. Mm-hmm. It's it's an everyday reality of encountering him personally, and then 
just transforming the city from that place. Mm. Yeah. Well, and that's, I think it's probably important to also clear this up too. I would pose this as a question, but I'll start from here, which is when you transform a city, it doesn't mean that the city looks like who transformed it. You know what I mean? Or the city, it doesn't look like, let me, let me rephrase that because that's actually not true. It's the opposite. Because uh, when we transform a city, it's not convergence transforming a city. It's not mercy culture transforming a city. It's not Christchurch transforming a city. It's the Lord transforming His city, which we've given over to Him. Yeah. So as we take tor- territory and grow and influence yeah, good. in the culture, we give it to the Lord. And so it's not going to look like what we think it's going to look like, right? It's going to look like Jesus, but it's not necessarily going to look like us. And so I think a lot of times uh, we look at, you know, we, we look at, you know, transforming city is like how much people, well, and not even transforming a city, but we look at growth a lot of times, just like looking at church numbers, like, well, how many people think like I think? And how many people do things like I do them? Because I'm right, you know? And so... Like, how, how many people are doing it this way? But, like, it could look completely different. There's plenty of... And that's why I think unity is such a big part about this. If we really want to talk about this in our city, and if people want to talk about this in their city, wherever they may be listening to, um, like, it really is about unity, and it needs to be unity between the different... Unity of the body of Christ with different churches, you know? And that is one of the things, you know, I've talked to Steve Fish. I've, I've talked to Steve Fish about this uh, probably five, six, seven times. Um, where we've talked about like unity between churches and what some of the um, like like what some of the, the the powerful ways to make it happen are and what uh, some of the uh, the difficulties are in that and like gone over this because I'm really passionate about this because I really believe like my whole life um, pastors and leaders have been talking about like unity across denominational right. boundaries and yeah. unity across racial boundaries and all this. And and I kind of sit back as a 30-year, almost 30-year-old man, and I'm like, how are we not unified yet? Right. How are we not unified yet? Don't we all want to transform our city? Mm-hmm. But I think so many of us look at our city and, and see it changing, and, uh, and you know, it might be for the good, but it doesn't look like us, and so we don't recognize that it's transforming. I think it's really important to recognize when our, you know, when our communal really good. space is going somewhere good, even if it doesn't look like us, you know, right? Because it looks like Jesus, mm. and that we can rally around that, you know. Mm. And if that comes from, you know, somewhere else in the body of Christ, that someone else is coming in and doing a thing, we need to be willing as churches and willing as believers that it's not trading sheep to go over and support that thing because it's for our city. And we've seen so many people actually, and I know I'm talking for a long time here, but (laughs) in our worship in the park events, so many people come from other churches and other bodies to say like, wow, this is amazing what you're doing in our city and what the Lord is doing in our city through what you're doing and they were not concerned at all <laughs> that it wasn't like that it wasn't connected with their brand and their denomination of what they think Jesus looks like you know yeah. so i think that's a huge key too if we're talking about transforming cities is like cultural unity in the body of christ i don't think that we can really forget that in fact i think we should probably add that to our mission statement andrew <laughs> i mean it doesn't cost that much to print flyers i really think we could add that we just have add, to redo add a everything. Just kidding. <laughs> That's good. Transform it. Transform cities with his power and love through cultural unity. Through cultural unity. <laughs> I don't know if that's the, quite the right word. <laughs> so what does 
because it's not just transforming cities, but it's with his power and love. And so to kind of end this, what do we see as the power and love? How does the power and love of the Lord transform a city? What does that look like in daily life? Like, if we're going to say we transform a city through power and love, what does that mean? Mm. That is really good, too, because it's not easy to just say through encounter, right? Because, like, we're encountering Jesus and we're transforming cities through His power and love. Like, is that, and this is something I'd pose to you, Andrew, does that look like something like, you know, that we're able to go pour out, or does that look like leading people to an encounter? How do how do people encounter Jesus through you? I think two aspects of that are through his power within you and his love. And so when you're when you're when you're talking to somebody, what's gonna come out? Like hopefully his power and his love. And I think those are two critical things that are components of like we're transforming a city with his power and his love. So practically speaking. Like the power through the Holy Spirit that's within me and God's, my identity of knowing that I'm loved by God and then I can love people and I can love, love them regardless of where they're at. I can love them like unconditionally and see them the way that Jesus sees them and then allow the power of the Holy Spirit within me to come out. I think that is, that's the reason why those, those two things are super important to transforming a city. I I think it's kind of just breaks it down and makes it real simple. Like what does that look like in your everyday life? Yeah. What does it look like to love the person next to you in your everyday life with the love of Jesus? What does it look like to allow his power to flow through you in everyday life? Not just like when we have prophetic words and go after healings on Sundays and, you know, we're, we're doing all those things in corporate gatherings. Are we going after those things in everyday life? Mm-hmm. Am I am I praying for someone to be healed when I see that there's a need for healing? And displaying that with the love of Jesus, that unconditional love that says, man, I just, I love you and Jesus loves you. And I think that that is super, super valuable and important when it comes to the how like the how does this happen? Well, it's it's the love of Jesus and it's and it's his power. Uh, again, going back to Acts 1.8, what happened? The power of the Holy Spirit hit the place. Mm-hmm. And so I think those 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 things are super, super, super important. But um Yeah, it goes back to us being his hands and feet, you know? Yeah. Power of the Holy Spirit and the love of Christ shown through us. So that's awesome, man. That was the most epic answer you just gave right there. Like the delivery and everything. That was awesome. Well, we're about ready to wrap it up. Yep. This has been our first episode of Convergence Conversations. We're so glad you joined us. We will catch you next time. Peace. Bye. Oh, don't. <laughs> <laughs>